The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. W229HE Atlanta. The most listened to sports station in the South. WCNN North Atlanta, a Dickey Broadcasting Station. The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Chuck and Chernoff are on The Fan. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday. Super Bowl in the books. Kansas City Chiefs once again. World champions. Taylor Swift, uh, I think the numbers somebody told me was she went over the nine and a half that some of the books took. Now, you couldn't find it in a lot of places that she would get shown on the CBS broadcast. So she flew by that number. But the bigger takeaway was, wow, Blake Lively. Oh, Blake Lively. No offense to Taylor. Lovely young lady. And then we found out who uh, her stylist is, her designer, Ashley uh, Vignone or uh, Vignone. I don't know how you say her name. This was the girl in front of Taylor, who all of a sudden the internet was very Matt keen and I on. don't shop there. No, we don't shop where Taylor shops. So we're not but, exactly sure of the pronunciation. So Ashley is her designer stylist, who is the little blonde, who is right in front of Taylor. And again, the internet, when it wants to know something, finds something out. So Blake Lively, big win. Ashley, the designer, found out a lot about her. Ice Spice got a lot of attention. And yes. then there was Taylor, who... And then all the other, like, they show Gwen Stefani, they show Joe Montana, they show a bunch of people. Did you see the one suite? There was LeBron there? Did they show him? Okay, I, I was trying to, LeBron, isn't he busy? But I guess he was off maybe? Okay. No, he missed a game. He decided to go, yeah, he had some time. There was one suite that they did a pan shot of from, like, left to right. It was, like, the most random, like, Jimmy Kimmel was in there. And there were, like, celebrity chefs in there. And Carrot Top was in there. You, it was, like, this the was, most random of, like, put all these people in a suite. That's what I learned. Every time they showed a suite, I was like, that's a lady who's had 20 years of spa treatments, mani-pedis. Like, you can tell who, who's been living that life. If you told me they just kept the Super Bowl in Vegas every year, I'd, I'd be fine with it. I know it's doing New Orleans next year, and we want it oh, back here. You know what it is? It's almost... I hate to say this, but boy, every I haven't heard one like shortcoming anything from this experience so far. No F one, they were there apparently ten or twenty years, or whatever. They did a one off, and then they came back. Okay, right. they were so certain of the ultimate success. You know, like down at the far south end of the strip, F one built like a permanent thing down there, so that when we're here every year, we will just move in and then move out. 
Like the Super Bowl should set up a satellite office outside that stadium and say, no, we're here. See you in 12 months. The strip shots that they kept showing, the bump shots coming in and out, perfect. How in the hell would you ever justify taking this to Minneapolis instead of that? You don't, but you build a new stadium. It's the carry it. The Screw dangles. it. Sorry. You know what? You want to move? Move. Maybe everybody will be in warm weather cities by the time you know, all this shakes out anyway. The uh, 4 o'clock hour of the show is presented by Entry Point Doors and Windows, Atlanta's local expert for entry doors and windows. They're Atlanta's best for a reason. Go to entrypointatlanta.com for a free estimate. So I'm Matt. That's Chuck. We're Chuck and Sharnoff. We're on every afternoon at 2. Right after Nick and Chris, who are on 11 to 2. Right before uh, them is the uh, Georgia national champion, Buck. 42 minutes of sports power, action-packed. And then uh, the locker room, morning 6 to 10. That's a whole lineup, man. That's a whole lineup. Now, if you want something different, Chuck, you go right down the hall. You got our conservative news talk outlet. That's Extra 106.3, the only conservative news talk outlet in the city. Down the hall to the right. To the right. Download the Extra app, listen into the morning Extra, and all throughout the day. Uh, I think you should do that like two more times during the show. I have to. I mean, I look forward to doing it. That's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, Coming up in five minutes, it looks like D-Led is deconstructing right before our very eyes. I'll tell you how that uh, is playing itself out in a couple of moments. But first, Chuck wants to uh, give some flowers to the goat. Do goats like flowers? Uh, I don't know, but Tom Brady, he's the Patriots guy. My goodness, I can't believe I'm about to say this. He's the Patriots guy. He's the Patriots guy. That's a good description. He is more likable. Actually, no, he's just likable now. Oh, he is more likable and showing more personality than he ever did as a player. I guess he was busy sleeping 11 hours a night, eating his avocado ice cream, whatever. And the commercials have really awesome writers. Like, that's what sp- somebody scripted this. So, Chuck, it's all scripted. In, in, a, in a commercial, then, oh, he's so likable. Well, yeah, somebody wrote it and somebody produced it and somebody directed it and all that. But I will say, like, if OJ was on the same commercial, we wouldn't feel the same way. So it has to at least be some of the guy. And credit to Brady for stretching and willing to be silly and everything else. Plus, his personal life, what? I think he's 24 and just out of college now. Like, I think that's the Tom Brady we're getting. I think he has been this uber, super serious guy like the past two decades. And now he's like in his, two years into his first job and he's single. And I think he's having the time of his life. He's become likable. Wait until you're done glazing all over Brady. There's no glaze. No, you're glazing. You're glazing in a really sad way. You're a simp right now for Tom Brady. You just got done saying, well, if it was OJ... There was a point in time where O.J. was beloved because he did Hertz commercials and was mm-hmm. Nordberg, and then we found out later he you know, knocked around women and killed somebody. I'm not saying oh, two Brady. Two people. Two people. Thank you. I'm not saying Brady will do that. You don't know that, man. You don't know that. It's an image. It's crafted in a commercial, and you're easily convinced. Which is why you're I said. You are what is the American public. This more is- likable and showing more personality. This is what Ray Zelinsky said about you. What the American public doesn't know is what makes them the American public. That's you. I you think are Joe finally, public. I think he's finally quit work uh-huh. and he realizes life can be fun. Maybe. I just want to convince myself he's an a-hole. He'll always be an a-hole and uh, he ripped away everybody's hopes okay. and dreams for two decades. You couldn't put Ray Carruth on the commercial and have it seem funny. I understand, but before Ray Carruth allegedly kills somebody. Well, no, he arranged the oh, killing yeah, of right. the murder. We didn't know any better and I'm not saying Brady will arrange the killing. He's a cheater who you don't like cheaters. Is he oh, not no, no, a cheater? Hang on, no, no, hang on. There's a difference in that. He messed with balls. No, he's labor. He's not management. So? We we don't have expectations on labor. Management, that's the reason they're not management. He's a cheating jerk. That's what he is. 
He's marrying supermodels. That's why A.J. Hinch got fired and Jose Altuve didn't. I'm not going to glaze with you Labor all over Brady. Labor and management. You glaze all over him. You want. Congratulations to him for allowing <laughs> allowing himself to be goofy. Oh, my God. Okay. How right. many guys take them so, so uber super serious that they wouldn't do this? I, I don't. I mean, fine. All right. Like, I, I, here's what I want to tell myself. You don't have to hate him forever. Here's what I want to tell myself. He doesn't open a door when you know, a woman walks through it. He uh, uh, he doesn't leave a tip when he goes to a restaurant. Um, like he leaves the rental car dirty after he turns it back in. He doesn't fill the What's gas tank up. I mean, well, you got to fill the gas tank up. He doesn't do it. Like I want to. I don't know him, nor will I ever know him. But again, he's a dream killer, a soul killer, and I want to believe he's that kind of guy off the field. So that's what I'm going to believe. Maybe, and I, I'm happy about maybe it. Maybe the dent in your passenger door was his grocery cart. Absolutely right. <laughs> I want to believe that he did that and left the scene. But. You could also grow and realize that's not what he does anymore, and he doesn't kill your team, and he doesn't have 283 diamonds on his Super Bowl ring, which, by the way, the Patriots got 283 no, he does have that. diamonds no, on his he... Not anymore. That's who he used to be. Okay. All right. You're not, you know, you've known me this long. You expect me to mature and, and like that. You don't man. have to hate Drew Brees. Bryce is a stretch, but he's still playing, so I don't know. A saint is a saint, and I don't mean that in a good way. A saint is a saint. I'm not gonna, I can't like Drew. I just, I'm sorry. I like what you're doing, though. You show a lot of growth. You showed a lot of growth. Uh, Will you do me a favor and go get your guy, D-Led? Oh, he's back from Vegas, right? I don't know. He was there yesterday. I saw a video of him. Maybe he's back this morning. Uh, I saw a video. He's in the front row trying to grab Andy Reid's attention while he was asked a question. But that's not what I want to talk about. Your guy, D-Led, is still mad at the Falcons. By the way, I've never met D-Led. I've never spoken to him. So, but my guy, go ahead. So he's mad AF right now. And here's how I know the latest. Okay, yeah, the Falcons hired a coach, wait 11 days until D-Led, like the day after D-Led left town. They scheduled it because they knew he was gone. That's what All right, fine. Oh, and then he didn't, get the first, he didn't get the first question. He didn't get the second, third, fifth, tenth question. I know, right? So this is what I think happens here now. Here's the latest. So he retweeted a post about a column that was written by Ken Segura, his colleague at the AJC. Yep. So the post was um, Falcons owner Arthur Blank found an interesting quality to tout in Raheem Morris, which pretty harmless, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> D-Led's retweet was, Belichick's won su- uh, six Super Bowls while Morris has a losing record as a head coach, 21 and 38, 356 winning percentage. Now, the comments went about as you would expect at that point. All Segura was like, found an interesting trait. I don't know. Nice guy. <laughs> he works with the homeless. I don't know. Whatever it is. That's always a throw in. And D-Led's like, the other guy won six Super Bowls. This guy has got an under 500 record. So here are some of the comments. I just went down the row here. Uh, one guy wrote, I rarely engage because your views seem so far out of touch with the fan base. And you come off as a hater. Here's another. Pretty common Orlando L. <laughs> Here's another. Your disdain for the team you cover is not healthy. It's not healthy for you or the team. It's not healthy for the fans. We deserve better. Here's another one. Bro, why are you so negative towards the team you cover? Please tell me. Wait, there's more. Uh, D-Led covering the Atlanta Falcons sports team at such a high position is hurting the growth of the fan base. Negativity from the press doesn't entice local residents to be fans. Here's one of my favorites, short and sweet to the point. You bitter old man. You can't keep it professional. Well, now I want to know how old D-Led is. I bet he's in the 60s. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Way older than me. Um, here's another. For a beer, I need help with Bluetooth, by the way. I, I heard that during the break, which is the funniest thing, because you know you press one button. Do you know how to work Bluetooth? He's what was he it? Like, all you do is you press the button until it no, syncs I up say, with your... Can you help me with Bluetooth? 
I believe it was Colin. Will you promise to help me if I get back to what these. you're doing? By the way, on his iPad, which is the best part, I said the only people left using iPads are infants and the elderly. Back to D Lad, who's older than me. Oh, good point. All right, he's either sixty-one or sixty-two. Okay, thank you. Way older. Come on, Chuck. Oh no, Colin! Look at you! Don't take crap off Six, nobody. Four. How about that? Um, here's another for the beat writer. Uh, for, I'm sorry, for a beat writer for the team that you cover and complains about everything they do, maybe uh, they will lock the AJC out as well. Talking about the Falcons, we'll cut them off. Uh, and then one more. You have an even worse record as a beat writer. <laughs> now, if you just want to take a step back. Jay Schultz. All Belichick did, or all Belichick, all D-Led did was just, he put two facts in. Let's not put the old... Horse before the cart here. Yeah, right. they're, they're six and six with five to go. Thank you, D-Led. So, Horse is supposed to be. <laughs> Belichick has won six Super Bowls, so he's accurate. While Morris has a losing record, that's also accurate, but it just came off as like in this harmless yeah, tweet. why? What's the right. why? <laughs> that's the whole thing. Why did you do that? He's, just, he's mad. He is mad that they had the presser 11 days later. Um, by the way, if you're the B reporter, you're not supposed to really no. be pulling for things. Like, I'm supposed to have an opinion right. about this. This sounds like... The beat reporter was saying, boy, that was dumb to hire Raheem. Should have hired my guy. You're the, the beat is supposed to be on the beat. beat. You report things you see. Just the hear. facts, man. Doesn't mean you're, you can't give an opinion every now and again. That's part of it. But he's, I think he's gone off the rails. <laughs> I think Dila's gone completely off the rails. Like, could you imagine Seth Emerson should have never hired Kirby Smart? <laughs> Just <laughs> what? Uh, really? D-led, like, he might lose it at one of these pressers. Like, what if he goes off on Raheem? No, Raheem needs to recognize uh, what he's Why do you have a 21-38 and 38 record when the guy they didn't hire has six Super Raheem, Bowls? Raheem needs to recognize and correct the order. Like, first order business is getting him to the top of the list. What if they take away the status of him getting the first question? Like, as a That's punishment. That's not going to go well. No, it's you not. Know but, it. it's an, I, listen, I respect Dila. Why does he get the first question? Who said? Elder. Okay, but, he's, got, he's the president of the Writers Association, isn't he? I don't know, but even I if think he, he's the president, I think he's the president of pro football writers. Okay, but who says that, like, rest in peace, Von McClure couldn't have had the first question back in the day? Um, who's to say now Michael Rothstein or Josh Kendall might not get the first question? Well, Why apparently he, they're all having questions ahead of him. I don't, I don't understand the, the hierarchy. It's that Kendall. You think it's Kendall? Comes off as nice and Southern. But? Just doe-eyed killer. <laughs> is, is that what Kendall is? The, he should change his Twitter, Abby, to a picture of a doe-eyed killer, and that should be his. That should be the slogan he goes by. So. D-Led was president of Pro Football Writers uh, 10 years ago. Oh, so that doesn't, that status point, doesn't track anymore, though. 13 and 14. Why isn't he not anymore? I, I think it rotates. Oh, no, is that true? Yeah, it's, got a, like, it's like a Methodist minister. you got to move it around. Is that what it is? So I don't know. I'm just saying you might want to go get your guy. That's all. This, I'm, I'm a little concerned. Okay, he's I'll little, text him right now. He's what? a little unhinged right now. It's all. It's a, he's very bothered over this 11 days, and he's not going to let it go. <laughs> Who can be angry after you just spent six days in Vegas for the Super Bowl? I don't know. He, I think he's just trolling people, which is fine, but at some point, you know, your job is to relay information. That's all. Uh, all right, coming up. These three quarterback reports will make Falcon fans feel a certain kind of way. And it's a good way. It has to do with the future. We'll talk about that future next. And I want you to know, baby. I, I love you like I love the song, baby. I, I love you like I love the song, baby. I, I love you like I love the song, baby. Chuck and Chernoff are on the radio. Thanks for joining us on this uh, post-Super Bowl Monday. 
We're on the uh, fan. That means FM in it at 93.7, doing the AM thing. It stopped raining, so you can try the AM again at 680. And, of course, the 680 The Fan mobile app. Uh, the signal is failing. I hope that's not the case, but the app is always, if not a backup plan, should be plan A for you guys. Now, uh, Charles, I will be with the family in uh, Disney on Sunday. When do you leave for Disney? Uh, Saturday. We're, only okay. st- we're stopping through for a couple of days and hopping on a cruise. That's not the point. The point is... I've only been to Disney World. I've never been to Disneyland. So I'm very excited. We have a trip scheduled with Atlanta Sports Trips out to Anaheim in August. And the coolness of this trip that we're setting up is we're going to be in Anaheim August 16th, 17th, 18th. So it's a weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing that stadium. We're doing a stadium tour. We're doing a a Disney add-on for people who want to go to check out Disneyland. But we're doing that weekend to see Atlanta's hometown baseball team against Mike Trout and the Angels out there in uh, L.A., so you can jump on that now the same way we've got. I think we have two rooms left for our uh, trip to Austin uh, at the price we got it, which is this ridiculous price. And people have been grabbing up those rooms very quickly. You can go to ATLSportsTrips.com if you want to grab the remaining couple of rooms for Austin. But you can check out the Anaheim trip. All the details that we have available at this point, uh, you can check those out. Fully refundable deposit until all pricing and details are released. It's going to be an awesome trip. We did a great trip to Chicago a year ago. It's going to be a wonderful head out west. We can have it set up um, airfare, all that kind of good stuff for you. But it's going to be a great weekend, August 16th, 17th, 18th, in L.A., Mike Trout, Angels, Disneyland add-on, the whole fun. Go to atlsportstrips.com, grab those, and they will go quickly before they are all gone. All right, coming up here in, uh, in five minutes, one black hat has entered the rarest territory in sports. We'll talk about him in a moment. But first, Charles, I want to share with you three separate quarterback reports on the Atlanta Falcons and what might happen with their future at the position. Now, let me be clear. I I always like to preface, I don't know anymore what a report or a rumor difference is. They all seem very, it's like a gray area. These feel like a lot of common sense things, but I I still think they're worth monitoring because we're going to get a lot of this now that the offseason's officially here. Like this one from ESPN's Dan Graziano, who writes, the Atlanta Falcons moving up from number eight and the Minnesota Vikings moving up from number 11 would be the teams to watch if the Patriots do decide to move back since both teams need a franchise quarterback as well. Okay. I mean, common sense. I, I think the you. Patriots need one too, but so go ahead. That's the part of the story. Bailey Zappi is something I don't understand. The word, I guess, if you want to attach it to this, and it's lying season began like 12 hours ago, that they might sign a veteran quarterback. Well, like what veteran quarterback with any merit is going to want to go there when they have no weapons, a brand-new head coach, and it's New England. So keep that in mind if you want to believe New England's open for business. But I guess everybody's open for business for the right price. What is that right price if you're the Falcons to go from eight to three to take either? And I, I preface either Drake May or Jaden Daniels. It wouldn't be shocking to see Washington at number two fall in love with Jaden Daniels and all of a sudden Drake May is on the board. What is that price tag to move up the five spots and take the quarterback? Are we talking two first, two seconds, a player? What else do are we doing? Do you do that now or after the second pick? Um, I think you start the vetting. Robert Harrison goes to, but I think you start the vetting process now. You sure don't pull you it do. off Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, you don't. You don't. I'd be shocked. I'm I not would saying, too. Quarterbacks that it changes everything. Washington didn't have one, but you're right. It's not possible. Stranger things have happened. No, you don't pull it off till then. I guess. Although we saw San Francisco, they moved up to three. They yeah. jumped before the draft. What was the Trubisky thing? Did the Bears move up before the draft too? I can't remember that. I don't think it was draft night. I think they did it before. So I guess it's all possible. But again, I don't know what the what the hall is. Five spots is that. All right, you're swapping this year's one. You're getting my one next year. I'm giving you a second this year. I'm giving you another pick later because it's going to be a – if you're talking assets, you're looking at four or five assets, Mm. right? Fair? 
And if you get your quarterback right, it's worth every bit of it. But there's no guarantee. I mean, Matt mm-hmm. Ryan went third overall. So did Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. If you get the like Matt Ryan, I've said this before. If the Falcons had to trade like two players and three first round picks, and the result was fourteen years of that, mm-hmm. it was worth it. How rare is that, though? You don't know. Yeah. Okay. So the second report, I'm going to put this in the dodging a bullet category. This comes from Mike Garofolo. The expectation is that the Steelers will explore signing Ryan Tannehill to the roster. Arthur Smith is the Steelers' new OC and has a strong relationship with Tannehill from their time together in Tennessee. This is the least shocking headline report rumor because I told you guys halfway through the season, if the Ritter thing wasn't going to work, if Arthur was here again, Tannehill would have absolutely, you go with the devil you know, and he knows he knows the system. He comes in. Here's the truth about Ryan Tannehill. He looked washed a year ago. He can't stay healthy. He's 35, 36. I think it would be laughable and hilarious if Mike Tomlin signed off on Arthur Smith pushing Ryan Tannehill on him. Thank God we dodged that bullet. Nobody wanted that in our life. As much as Baker Mayfield, the notion bores me, Baker's like Joe Montana, if you're going to talk to me about Ryan Tannehill. I wonder about the like sudden interest in having a veteran-capable quarterback because it was not here when he was in Atlanta for three so years. So I, I think what you saw is Arthur struggled to develop the young guy. He also struggled with Marcus Mariota. What was Ryan Tannehill when he got to Tennessee? He was at least a veteran. He had not been consistent in Miami. He had been hurt a lot, but veterans, you know this like I do. They speak a different language than a young no. quarterback. So Arthur might be like, yeah, you can coach them. You don't have to teach them. That's exactly right. D- Des, you were teaching stuff. And hoping he got it and received it and then took it on the field. All right, the third report, this comes from Ian Rappaport, which do you think that name, like I've thought about this, Ian Rappaport, he does reports. Like it just feels like it's, it's in the script. It brings authority to it. Maybe. So he writes that people around the NFL are connecting Bears quarterback Justin Fields to the Falcons as a potential option for Atlanta. Now, let's go through the wording of that. People around the league are connecting Justin Fields to the Falcons as a potential option for Atlanta. How is that a report? He can't be wrong. <laughs> How is that a report? People are listen. People around the league are saying stuff. Not a, animals, a, not minerals, and, and it's a potential. Well, thanks, thanks for sharing. It's a potential option for quarterback. The second part is he writes Desmond Ritter could also be traded in the event Atlanta acquires a quarterback. Nothing is concrete as of now. Okay, I'll give you concrete. I said Friday I could see them moving him for somebody else's. Like, yeah, Des Ritter can't be on this roster. So there. So Friday, if you weren't with us, I, I floated the idea of Des to L.A. for Stetson. Stetson needs a change of scenery. Des needs a change of scenery. He's not going to be back. Zach Robinson coached De- uh, Stetson. If he's a second or third team quarterback, why not? So both of those things are the least surprising thing. These reports are kind of obvious, kind of make some sense, and it goes back to what we talked about about an hour ago. There are eight quarterbacks that you're going to hear all kinds of stuff connected as potential options to the Falcons. Kirk Cousins will be one of them. Russell Wilson will be one of them. Justin Fields will be one of them. Baker Mayfield will be one of them. Draft Jaden Daniels in a trade will be one of them. Michael Penix and Bo Nix will be the others, and then God help us all, J.J. McCarthy. Yeah, Bo Those Nicks. are all going to be connected to the Falcons. I don't know what uh, a team at 9 or 12 or 15 thinks of Bo Nix right now. There's a chance they all think, boy, if he's there at 9, 12, or 15, we're taking him. He's the name to me. Like, we're going to go from three quarterbacks to, all right, the four quarterbacks. I think Bo is going to be talked about as that fourth top ten quarterback. I wouldn't be shocked the way these guys get blown up and, and they get gassed Thanks. up by the time the draft yeah. comes around. Sure. Now, the one that Falcon fans and I think most football fans outside of uh, Michigan fans will lose their mind is McCarthy. And we, we keep hearing the same, that the NFL folks are higher on J.J. than, than the fan. We watch J.J. You know what we see from afar? He looked kind of okay. 
Like, there was nothing distinguishing from J.J. McCarthy. That will drive Falcon fans bonkers if that happens. Especially, he's, I mean, a second or third round pick. My goodness. What feels like it, he's getting talked for a mid-first round. Mm, Actually, you know what this sounds like? No, no, it sounds like Mac Jones. Of course. Mac Jones was playing his way into day two, and then he's like, he's a first-round pick. And there was talk that that, too, the Niners traded up to 3-4. But at least Mac put up some gaudy numbers and stuff. I watched the J.J. McCarthy offense. I never saw Gaudy out of him. I never no, saw him. No, no. Like Mack had Wilson. a wide receiver win a Heisman. Right. Well, but he also had a, he had studs around, which we always talk about. That's always a potential danger if you're surrounded by nothing but no, talent. Michigan ran the ball and beat, beat you up on defense. That's how, I mean, I, I'm only saying that it wasn't J.J. McCarthy-based no, in any way. It wasn't his job to beat people, right? It, like, he had Roman Wilson. He made some nice throws in the national championship game and to beat Alabama, but it just never felt wow. like is JJ going to carry me? So that one's that one's a surprise. A lot more of those reports to come. It's the official offseason. Lying season is underway. All right, coming up in five minutes. Sometimes it's better to not press end. I would offer that advice to one Falcon staffer today. I'll show that coming up. But first, a black hat has entered the rarest territory in all of sports. Is yes. this Brady again? Uh, no, this is Kyle. And in sports, when we don't like you, we don't praise you, regardless of how great you are. When we talk great baseball players of all time, we don't bring up Barry Bonds. And we then give the disclaimer. Now, I don't know. Maybe he cheated. We don't even talk about him. We don't bring him up because we don't like him. Um, we don't like Kyle, mostly. Uh, With good reason, though, you understand. This is not pick and choose. Matt, Matt, or at least we acknowledge what a smug, smarmy, whatever he is. But virtually any opinion of how he does his job is glowing as it should be. And overtime and take the ball and three leads in the double digits. I get it. Um, You have anybody give a review of Kyle. It's and I'm telling you in sports we just go the other way. We will not praise you and everybody praises Kyle. We can be happy at least I can that Kyle is not a Super Bowl champion. Loser. But I don't have any criticism of him. And um, normally, if we don't like you enough, we'll go slings and arrows whether you deserve it or not. Like Barry Bonds has seven MVPs. I don't like you. You don't get in the Hall of Fame. Jeff Bagwell, mm-hmm. sure. Gary Sheffield, almost. But we don't really dislike them. Um, what you do on the field when it comes to sports and who we root for and are willing to give their due, what you do on the field or sideline or whatever is only a partial import when we evaluate Mm -hmm. what you did on the field. It also has to be, and you satisfy all my personal boxes as well. Kyle doesn't do that, but still we all look around. I mean, Kittle and Debo and like, they're all really great, talented, different sort of players. I think this is a higher version of Aldrick Robinson and Taylor Gabriel, et cetera. Would you agree? You can have a couple of feels on people. Like I've said over and over, Kyle's the biggest difference maker in this franchise's history in 10 years, last 10 years. I think he's one of the biggest difference makers in the NFL right now in the generation we play in because look at the offshoots of Kyle. They're everywhere. Like not just the coaching tree, the, the Kyle Shanahan system. So it's, it's huge. From a personal side, I hated the Roddy White stuff. I thought he took great pride in wanting to embarrass yeah, Roddy. I don't did. forget that. Those three passes. It's a Falcon legend that he wanted to show up. Not wasn't necessary. But then we get into the tangible stuff that – so I had some people last night going, you need to let this Kyle thing go. I said, if Dan was coaching, I would have said it about Dan last night, but Dan in another Super Bowl makes me laugh. I will never root for either one of those guys. I can't – no, I will not let that go. They killed something. They killed a chance for a 
lackluster franchise who's been a laughingstock for most of its existence to have the one day in its history that would have never been taken away. No, I would say the opposite. You never let that go. That was my title. Well, then that's my response to it, right? You killed my title. The opposite. No, 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 no. So I have a tangible reason for rooting against him, but I also respect what he can do. Now, I don't watch the Niners like I watch the Falcons, but I have a buddy who works in the business, Rob Guerrero, Rob Stats Guerrero, who does a a Niner podcast, and I was (laughs) he was lit. I was reading his stuff on Twitter last night. Um, Here are a couple of things he says watching Kyle Shanahan. He goes, Kyle should get roasted for his players not knowing the overtime rules. How's that possible? Bad luck for Kyle. He also talked about Shanahan's the exact same coach he was in 2017. He still lives in his fears. He's still afraid to lose, which is why he does not have a Super Bowl championship and why he coaches the way he does in Super Bowls. Again, he watches them a lot more than I do. A lot closer, play by play, down by down. And no matter what my opinion is, he doesn't have a Super Bowl yet, and he's had he's had the best offense probably two of those three times. He's getting criticism out there, just the way Maybe we would. We, you can love somebody and think the world of them and then realize why. what's going on in these games. What's happening in these big moments that – and but, I said to you earlier – 12 minutes going a game, fourth and three, you're down three in clear field goal range. He's like, I'm going to be aggressive and go for it. And it worked to get the first down. They score the touchdown to take the lead. Then with overtime, with Mahomes waiting in the wings on a fourth, now it's second and five from the 35, but whatever. Then it's, you know, third and five, and he lays up and kicks the but field in goal. in sports, again, that's... Th- you got to hit on 16 or stay on 16. You got to have a philosophy. All of that, though, is included in massive amounts of Damn, Kyle is just different to the point that NFL franchises all over the league are going. It went from Kyle Shanahan to someone like Kyle Shanahan. Like it it almost instantly made that change. Um, I'm going to give you an example of what I'm talking about in sports, how we just don't praise you. Matt, how many like 8, 10, 12 years into Kobe's career? There were still people who would not give Kobe freaking Bryant his due. Ball hog, mm-hmm. shoots too much. Kobe used to laugh about it. That's it was funny. like, I'm ball hog, I know it. Um, Nobody's saying Kyle's a bad coach. But, They're but, saying he's bad in moments. But there were folks, because of sports, if I don't like Kobe, that means I'm not going to give him his damn due as a basketball player. It's the same thing here with Kyle, but, but he's in that real short list of everybody says, no, he's near the top of the list. So I'm just reading this from uh, Rob Guerrero's Twitter feed. Kyle, uh, Jeff McClain, who covers the Eagles national football writer, too. Said Andy Reid had some questionable in-game decisions. Kyle Shanahan had more. He lost. Therefore, we'll have to hear it again falling short in a Super Bowl. Biggest decision not going for it on the fourth down I just brought up in overtime. If you take the ball after winning the toss, your mindset has to be go get seven, especially when you get close to the end zone. I totally agree with he that. He lost by three. Doesn't matter. Chuck, you can do that. The Falcons lost by six to Brady. So what? No, in overtime so, so to we, a Hall of Fame quarterback and coach. It's All right, not well, a, hold it's, on. We lost by six to an Hall of Fame quarterback and coach. And, uh-huh. and what, what, so, so it's okay? No, it's, it's not. Okay. I'm just saying there's context it to it. No. How much you're going to uh. beat him up to say whether he took the ball first or second. It's an egregious decision. You gave Patrick Mahomes the ball and all the knowledge. I, it's a bad coach. Again, move. I said I can have my so, opinion about this, but the record is he doesn't have a Super Bowl. So that's the sure. ultimate pushback. All I'm saying to you is I respect him with a play sheet more than anybody in the league. He's not good in late game situations. He's never been good at that in his time in San Francisco. That's me from afar saying it. People who watch every down are like, no, he's not good. And that does cost well, you wait a minute. We just also had the B reporter for the Falcons saying they hired the wrong guy and should have hired my guy. So well, there, there are times when you get sure. too close to it. I don't disagree with you. But again, I'm not close enough to know what goes on out there play to play and down to down. I respect Kyle. It can be true. I, don't know. I think you get to two Super Bowls and you get to, what, four NFC title games. You're mm-hmm. doing a hell of a lot of right. You're not hearing me, Chuck. And you're he's winning a, with Brock Purdy. He's a good coach, but he's sometimes his own worst enemy. That's all I'm saying. He was his own worst enemy here. 
He's been his own worst enemy at key spots there. You can't deny that. It's all part of the package that is is Kyle Shanahan. That's a true story, and I wish him nothing but pain. I'm with you on that. I'm happy. I like the Chiefs winning. I hope a totally stubs. separate category is I liked Kyle not winning. I hope he stubbed his toe in the locker room door kicking it. I do. Um, Super Bowl here. So I want to bring you back to Friday when uh, Arthur Blank had his teleconference. And uh, he covered all the things everybody wanted to hear about from the chase for Belichick to uh, the Raheem Morris hire and everything in between. And uh, Michael Rothstein from ESPN had tweeted what Arthur said about his interviews with Belichick. Um, Blanket said he wants to make it clear Belichick never in all caps. He wrote never asked the Falcons for full control of the building. All these things were produced by the media were totally not true. That was Arthur's exact words. So then a member of the Falcons front office, a staffer, retweeted that tweet from Rothstein in that statement with this response. He writes, some, and he puts it in all caps, some media, certainly not all, several media pros never took the bait, much of which was fed by people not in our building. Huh. So uh, because the Internet's available to me and it's not hard to go through it, I went back and looked. Here are some of the media members that apparently took the bait. Who's the staffer? I'm not gonna, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. If it's I, public. I know, but if I said his name, you're not going to recognize okay, it. Like, so just Steve Jones. He was involved in the presser last okay, week. All right, whatever. All right, Beatles. No, that's the president of the team, the staffer. Um, here are some of the people that took the bait, took the cheese, fell for all this stuff. Adam Schefter, Diana Rossini, Mike Florio, locally Zach Klein, Ian Rappaport. Not a reporter, but Boomer Esiason who no, does I, mornings I, and is connected in the NFL. Even Thomas Dimitrov, who's not a reporter, but suggested – that the Falcons' front office pushed back on Arthur Blank to not hire Bill Belichick. It was a consistent version. Maybe it's all coincidence. Maybe it's just sheer coincidence that everybody had the same reports and they were feeding from the same trough of misinformation. Or the same truth has always been around Flowery Branch. Nobody can keep their bleeping mouth shut. Arthur, you're muted. Arthur, you're muted. Except in that moment. Other than that, everything gets out up there. That our buddy at WSB, Zach Klein, hears stuff. And that a nationally diner Rossini knew when Bill farted. When, Bel- when Belichick passed gas, she's like, oh, Bill just farted, and he was on the boat with, with Arthur. Virgin Island, by the way, yeah. Virgin so Island. you're telling me you heard the fart noise? Mike, it was just a thing. I was making a point. Point is. <laughs> trying to do a thing here. <laughs> Please. The, the point is, the media had this story right. I don't care what any of the staffers up there. The, the, none, some of the better didn't take the bait. There was no bait. The Falcons, I think the story that they presented was factual and accurate, and the reports were true. And at the end of the day, the Falcons went a different way, and I'll point out why I believe this is true. Florio, who is one of the reporters I just mentioned who had the Belichick stuff, do you remember what he said early in the, in the search? He goes, if it's not Belichick, watch Raheem Morris. Falcons are big on Raheem. Guess what? Florio had it right. Same guy who had the report on Belichick had the report on Raheem. But the staffer with the Falcons is like some of the media – who didn't take the bait, getting stories outside the building. No, I think you got a leak in your building that, that people consistently go to to find stuff out. All the Dimitrov cuts we played, those were all Nick and Chris, right? It wasn't... No, we played the Nick and Chris. We did not play his Boston interview. Okay, all right. So it was all the Nick Which, and Chris stuff that we played. He said some different stuff up there that was uh, more telling. Yes. Um, when, and this was way deep into the... In fact, it was after it. Um, and so at, for two, two and a half weeks, we'd been hearing all kinds of other uh, opinions, and I had brought up... It might be national. It might be a local sports anchor. I was like, it's a consistent version. I don't know what's true. I know that 
these people kind of do know, and they all are saying a pretty close version. And then after all that happened, Thomas Dimitrov came on our station, and I, it was funny because I thought I had formed my full opinion. Two things, and I said, I want to know why Thomas is talking, because if he's trying to be provocative and get back into if, – if, if he wants to be in media or if he wants to get back as a GM, whatever. I was like, I just want to know why, but I'm going to put that aside. Thomas still knows people in Flowery Branch. Of he does. And so when he said it, I was like – if he's talking just because he's kind of boys with Nick and Chris, I guess, I was like, that's one thing. If he's just on here and he's wanted to talk about his tech company and everything else, I was like, that can't, that is very eye-opening to me because I would trust Thomas's word about what goes on Flowery Branch still. Let me ask he you this. He knows folks up there. Why did the Falcons, in theory, remove Rich McKay from football ops now? Why'd they do that? Anybody want to guess? They heard the noise. They knew the noise was true, that this is – Everybody outside the building was hearing Rich and Bill can't work together. Rich has Arthur's ear too much. Do I believe they really changed Rich's job title? No. But they reacted in the presser and then in the media that after this search is over, we've moved Rich. They know that because the leaks were getting out of their building. If that wasn't true, why would they have done the dog and pony of moving Rich? Anybody want to guess? Because it was true. I'm joking here. Like, I halfway wondered, like, going into that second press conference, I was like, they're going to have Terry here, I know. Because after, like, the bad look of the first one, now, turns out they didn't have nearly enough of the important people there, so, like, anybody would do. Mm-hmm. But after their surprise about the reaction, what do you mean everybody's shocked that the GM isn't at the con- press conference today? Um, it's just a real lack of awareness about how things come off, and then there is the reactionary mm-hmm. next step. Yeah. I just, again, they reacted, which told yeah. me, oh, they heard all the noise. Of course that, they did. Of course but, they did. But if the noise wasn't true, they wouldn't have changed anything. Arthur would have been as adamant, not with his words, folks, with his actions. The words are media didn't represent. Why'd you move Rich? Whether you moved him or not, I think it's all a public thing. But whether you did it, why would you do that? Because you're reacting to what you think got out of the building and you're worried about it. That's the fact of the matter. They'll spin that any way they want and hope that people are dumb enough to believe it. Uh, Chuck has got a college football today around the corner. We're dumb enough to believe anything he tells us in the All CFT. All right, hang on. Hold on. What has Chuck got for us? Oh, gosh. Yep. What do you need? A couple of no, minutes? I've got it. You good? Hang on. Is this about Bluetooth? No, you ready? Yeah. No, I got. The, he's got the Bluetooth. He's covered. got the Bluetooth. Okay. Uh, a Big Ten coach mm-hmm. is logging historical success at his program and growing a little tired of it. All right. That and we figure out Bluetooth next. We're still waiting to get the uh, final tally on Super Bowl ratings. Might not come out till tomorrow. But what do you imagine the last five minutes of regulation and, and overtime? Like Maybe it did 200 million people or something. I can't even imagine. Because if you're not watching the Super Bowl, all right, I get it. But, like, you start scrolling through social media and you realize, oh, everybody's watching the thing that I don't want to yeah, be left out. this is not 55 to 10. Well, you just don't want to get to work or your friend group and be like, everybody saw it and I didn't, so you tune in. So typically these things will peak. You'll get the peak time at like 9.30 to 9.45 because that's the end of the game and it's close. That went on for a while. You had the last four or five minutes of reg and then you had OT that just felt like it lasted forever in a good way. I just The, the ratings are going to be through the roof. Do you think if I set the number, you think they did $120 million? Yes. I think so too. I think so. I think it's going to be a new record. And they show Taylor Swift for 53 seconds, all told. Is that all? Well, I mean, you show you take a shot of her for two seconds. Okay. She's hopping up and down with Blake Lively. Now, CBS didn't show her funneling the beer, right? That was just a social media thing. Yeah, it was on the big board. 
Okay, so yeah, you saw that, right? She funneled the beer. But that wasn't, again, uh, that didn't count. The 50- I saw her get surprised that she was, you know, like when they're doing kiss cam and someone looks up, oh, my gosh, I can't believe. Like, how was Taylor looking at the board? She was like, oh, they showed me. I yes, think, they did, Taylor. I think she's just having fun with you, son. Like, that's her reaction. Ooh, she, play, she plays that up. Now, she did get caught in the AFC title game saying, what was it, leave me alone or stop, go away or something. She got caught on that one. So, you know, probably better to do it this way. Uh, Chuck and Chernoff are on the fan. That's Chuck on that. We're on afternoons 2 to 6 after Nick and Chris are on 11 to 2. And they're on after Buck, who does 10 to 11. And they're on after the locker room wakes you up 6 to 10. Wow, that's the whole lineup. It really is, Chuck. You can hear us uh, morning to night on the fan, FM at 93.7, uh, AM at 680, and on the fan mobile app. And for over two decades, you all, our listeners, have helped make a dramatic difference in the lives of those affected by blood cancers. Since 2001, the fan has proudly aired the strikeout leukemia and Lymphoma Radiothon, and thanks to generous support from you guys, along with our great clients and staff, we've been able to raise over $2 million to support the vital work of the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. We're doing it again Friday. Be sure to tune in for the 23rd Strikeout Leukemia Lymphoma Radiothon, broadcasting live this year from Beaver Toyota Incoming, hosted by all of us here on The Fan. For all the info on how you guys can make a donation, find out all about the incentive items, Help us with those donations Friday. Visit 680thefan.com right now. Chuck Oliver's College Football Today. Got the beta king. Presented by Roof It Forward. When your roof needs to be repaired or replaced, call the roofing company that supports Cam Sunshine. Together, we can roof it forward. Big Ten coach is logging historical success at his program, and he is growing a little tired of it. That is courtesy of him. Uh, we have talked about... Dan Enos going from core, uh, head coach at Central Michigan in the MAC to coordinator in the SEC. That's different. He got to the biggest stage in college football, and that's supposed to be a springboard to be head coach. Um, that's not what we're seeing now. We saw Jeff Halfley from BC go to be a coordinator in the NFL. Well, maybe he just wanted to get away from all of it. We now have Chip Kelly leaving UCLA to go be an assistant at a conference school which I think by, this goes way back. You know, he and Ryan Day are boys from Mike. Ryan Day played quarterback for him 20 years ago. So when you talk about confidence to hand over the keys, like Chip Kelly, folks, I'm telling you, this is the most incendiary offense in college football, and I cannot wait to see it because you know what Chip really only has to do now? Stand over there at your place. You can just call plays. You don't have to recruit. You don't have to go to the, the booster thing. You don't have to give interviews. You don't have to do anything. Just call plays, and Chip's like, hell Yes. Um, and I don't have to be a head coach anymore. Well, when I say a Big Ten coach, historical success. It's true. Maryland. Maryland has won three straight bowl games. First time in the history of the Maryland program, they won three straight bowl. Fear the turtle has never happened. Bear Bryant coached there. They, 130-something years of football, have never won three straight bowl games with Mike Loxley. They have done that. Now, before I give you this quote, he was talking with B. Mitch and Finley in the mornings on DC 1067. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Loxley, the Maryland head coach, go look at his past. A lot more gravel than asphalt. Uh, he had a thing at New Mexico with an assistant coach, and somebody got swung on. There was a DUI in a son's car, but a son wasn't driving it. Uh, there was all kinds of not winning bad football, but all kinds of off-field issues with Mike Loxley, and he got fired. 
and he was on the outs. And this is the guy who was the OC at Illinois about 15 years ago who set a lot of the zone read stuff with Juice Williams. He did that. So Mike likes I'm a big fan of what he likes to play boogie ball. I mean, get to the line and some hustle if you can. So he's having success now. He came back from all of that to get head coach at a good Power 5 program. Three straight bowls. It's kind of happening for him. Talking with B. Mitch and Finley. Quote, for the first time because of this portal, name, image, likeness, I had a third-team tailback come in and say, quote, I need 100000 or I'm going into the portal. And I'm like, where does this magic 100000 number come from? And I sat in my office, and every meeting I had was basically, he said, and we're seven wins. We're going to bowls. We're trying to take the next step. Every kid coming in was, quote, I want this, I want that, and the greatest team sport has now become kind of individualized. I went home and was like, I don't know how much I can do this because I'm about ready to come join y'all full time. Y'all got room for me back at the studio or what? Um, he's making $4 million a year coaching Maryland. $150 appearance fee for B. Mitch Finley and the coach at Tire Depot near the downtown loop. Matt, $4 million a year to coach football or walk away. I think he's a little bit serious, okay? Given his background, his unique set of life experiences, what we just saw with the growing list now, BC, UCLA, whatever, I think Mike Loxley is even more thankful for his situation than most, and I think he's like 26% serious on this. Chuck Oliver's College Football Today, presented by Roof It Forward on the College Football Voice of the South, The Fan. Now, he did not name names, by the way. I meant to say he did not. He just said 13 tailback. All right, I'll go look. They had two tailbacks transfer. One of them has landed at uh, Temple already, and they both were way, way, way down on the productivity list. Uh, and one of them left, and so he won 100 grand, apparently. Uh, the term is productivity, by the way. All right, coming up, former Falcons coach Kyle Shanahan is now first, second, and third on a list that I know his enormous ego cannot handle. Schindler's list. Nope. Mm. Nope, 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 nope. No! It's not that list. Plus, the Braves will have a midweek sale that we can all enjoy together. But we weren't going to do that. No. Uh, We'll talk about that sale next. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. 
You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.